0: Torah isn't education, it's transformation. This is Chai Chinuch with Rabbi G. 101.9, Chai FM, Chai Chinuch with Rabbi G. We are back, as we do every Monday between 2 to 3, where we discuss education, how to make the world a better place. But as you are listeners following consistently the show, you know that every week we speak about first changing ourselves and improving yourself, then improving your community, obviously yourself, your family, your community, your city, your country, your culture, and then you could improve the world. Today, the fascinating thing is after saying this for years on the show, I'm actually going to meet somebody here on the show today who's done that, who's gone from influencing himself and his family and his community to influencing the country, the nation, uh, here in Joburg, and now is on the way to influence the world. And uh, we as as much as we always say that we don't always get to meet people who has actually have actually done that journey, so i'm looking forward to this fascinating discussion and actually, we will start that right away just beforehand. Any questions you have for me or for my guest, which i'll say in a moment who he is please s m s three four five one nine is the SMS line or Telegram oh six one eight nine five one zero one nine oh six one eight nine five one zero one nine SMS line three four five one nine. So today I'm here in the show with Professor Chilidzi Mawala. Professor Mawala is a vice counselor and principal at the University of Johannesburg, and he was appointed as rector of education in the United Nations. So. A lot of education and influencing the world that we have to discuss, and we're not going to waste any time. Good afternoon, Professor. Thank you so much for being with us today.
1: Good afternoon uh, to you and the High FM listeners. I always enjoy coming to High FM.
0: And it's our honor and pleasure to have you. And as uh, uh, holding high positions, you must be very busy. But to know that you have that place for High FM is amazing. So let's start with your current position at the University of Johannesburg. You are the, uh, Chancellor and the Vice Principal of the University in Johannesburg, correct? Yes, I,
1: uh, no, I am the Principal of the University of Johannesburg and a Vice Chancellor. Okay. As you know, the, the Chancellor at the University is actually an honorary uh, position. Uh, He's right. either a retired, he's uh, either a businessman or uh, any any influential member of, uh, of 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 society. So I am, I have been in this role of vice chancellor for five years, five years two months uh, here at the University of Johannesburg.
0: Wow! So you've been there before COVID, during COVID, and after COVID. What are we Absolutely. seeing in the education and the universities in Johannesburg going through such a a, a worldwide uh, shock, I'd say?
1: Well, uh, uh, we have learned quite a great deal. Uh, one of the outcomes of the COVID pandemic is that learning is blended. We need physical spaces for learning, but we also need digital spaces for learning. Uh, both of them are needed. And of course... Uh, uh, there are some requirements on the physical space, spaces, safety, uh, issues of, uh, freedom to, uh, to walk in all our campuses, which we do have. Uh, and, 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 and in the digital spaces, you also need, uh, data. You need devices and so on and so forth. You need, uh, softwares, um, that aid in the learning process. So we are not exactly the same university we were before COVID. Uh, in many ways the university of johannesburg is not the same university it was uh, when i took over uh, when i took over the university of johannesburg was actually number 6 in terms of research output in the in, in south africa i am glad to announce that i am leaving it as the largest producer of research in south africa having overtaken all the top 5 um I'm not going to mention any names. So, uh, I need to. It looks okay. like you have just experienced. Is that correct?
0: We just experienced going back to electricity. So it takes that one second of the <laughs> load shedding coming back. But um, well, we did manage to hear right before the load shedding changeover that you have taken the university to be number one in Africa. Yeah, in, in, for, uh, for in terms of research, in output. D- research output. What are the changes yeah. that were needed to be implemented to to get there? I mean, we speak about research output a lot because part of teaching our kids today, younger and university, is how to research and how to get information because there's so much information. It's more about managing the data and learning how to get the correct resources. So how do you bring mm. the appropriate understanding of healthy and correct Research that brought you to where you are.
1: Well, uh, uh, I mean, firstly, how how did we get here? I think we increased capacity uh, at the University of Johannesburg. The infrastructure. Uh, we have uh, uh, two more campuses than when I came. Uh, we have the Devland um, uh, campus, um, uh, thanks to Joy Copeland, uh, a member of your of of this community. Okay. Uh, for facilitating over 100 million rand's worth of investment in, in the Devland uh, campus, um, it started wow. with just a cup of coffee. You know, <laughs> it must have been one of the most rewarding uh, cups of coffees. Um, and, and, and and then we also uh, took over the campus that used to be Media 24. It's now the Johannesburg Business School. That is where we do um, uh, the the business in the fourth industrial revolution. And we also increased capacity for research. Uh, When I took over in 2018, we had uh, only 200 postdoctoral fellows. Postdoctoral fellows are people who have completed PhDs and they work at the university as researchers. We had 200 of them. Um, By by, by now, we have uh, over 600, which makes it the largest concentration of Postdoctoral fellowship fellows in South Africa, and um, I think also in Africa. I've not done the, the statistics, but it is uh, it is quite uh, impressive. And also, we we focused on what matters. Uh, one of the things that I have always complained about universities is that um, we have we have uh, hyper politicized the university spaces. And, of course, we are not saying politics should not be in our spaces. But we are saying that, uh, yes, you can go and protest. But when you protest, you must also respect uh, that individual that does not want to protest, that individual that wants to go to the classroom, uh, that individual that wants to do whatever they want to do uh, to practice uh Uh, Their religion to practice their belief system and so on and so forth.
0: So that's a very that's a very difficult balance to keep between the freedom of all the students to have what they need when they need and between movements that are happening within the university. How do you keep that balance?
1: Well, I mean, uh, I I, I must confess, I was, I was, uh, I worked hard uh, (laughs) uh, to build relationships. Uh, we build relationships uh, across all sectors of our society because that is actually quite important. Uh, we, uh, you know, we, we concentrated on issues that matter. I'll give you one, one example, two examples of things that we have done at the University of Johannesburg that so, I have
0: not seen. Uh, professor, I Professor, I, I'm mm-hmm. just, we just do need to take, um, a short ad break and when we come back we'll go into the examples of what matters and, and I also want to expand a bit more of what you've done as the relationships and how to have that leader partner and being, being a real leader by communicating and uh, having a spending a good relationship with other people so um, here with Professor Chilidzi Mawala and we are going to take a short break and we will be right back High fm your station of choice since 2008. What a one9 High CHI-FM, CHI-CHINUH, G. We are back in the middle of a fascinating discussion with Professor Chilidzi Mawala. Professor Chilidzi Mawala has taken a very high position about five years ago as the vice uh, chancellor and the principal of the University of Johannesburg, has taken the university from being number six in South Africa or Africa uh, in research data to number 1 uh currently and has created um, an amazing space for academics and for leadership I'd say and uh training the next uh, generation doing that right before the break we spoke about changing the academics into what matters and what's important, especially that we're talking about a time that universities has changed so much uh, with the balance of the pandemic. So, Professor, right before the break, we were speaking about the two examples you were about to give regarding focusing on what matters.
1: Well, I think one example is, I firmly believe that uh, uh, leaders must read and learn, and those who do not read and learn must not lead. And one of the projects that I introduced at the University of Johannesburg was uh, the Vice-Chancellor's Reading Club. So what would happen every month, I would read a book alone, and then I will uh, invite staff and students uh, to come and discuss a book and ask them to read the book so that we can discuss the book. And uh, generally, I wanted to improve uh, Reading beyond what is expected uh, uh, by your teachers uh, to read, so that is an important subject. Uh, the second one is uh, understanding our environment uh, for example uh, the uh, uh, we have uh, the Africa by bus project where we have taken um, over fifteen thousand students by bus to mozambique uh, to uh, Van. To Botswana, to Zambia, to Zimbabwe, and to Kampala by bus, you know. So, again, uh, 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 I firmly believe that uh, if we are creating uh, a cohort of leaders for the future, they must understand their environment, and their environment is uh, is more than just South Africa; it is the rest of the African continent, and it's the rest of the world. So, these are just two examples of some of the projects that we have done. Of course, I can also add about our our, our dependence on solar energy. Fifteen percent of our power comes from solar. We turned open spaces into parking lots that double that uh, that double up as um, as uh, solar uh, solar panels, uh, solar uh, solar energy wow. generator.
0: Okay, so that's uh, very amazing with the independent part of the uh, structure. I'd like to go back to what you mentioned about, you know, when there's protesters and there's challenges that university goes through and, and politics, etc. And you mentioned uh, amazingly that it's a lot about working hard on relationships and being close to people. So you're holding a very interesting balance from leading the research that's about data and information and then at the same time maintaining human relationships and having a good relationship with other people. Would you say that in our generation today and towards where we're looking at in the future, we're starting to lose contact of human relationships and we're kind of going to the digital and data world or are we still focused or do we need or maybe we need to be reminded as leaders what needs to happen?
1: Well, uh, uh, we are certainly losing uh, the human touch. There's no doubt about that. Uh, I'm going to Japan, obviously, uh, as a representative of the, as the leader of the, of, of the United Nations, and um, and uh, there was there was some study that was done, not even 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 before uh, the intense social media age, where they were finding that due to the fact that Japan at the time had lots of vending machines, they were fi- finding individuals that can spend weeks without talking to anybody when they want food. They go to the shop, uh, uh, and and it is all automated, either in the form of vending machines or even in shops now. They are all automated, uh, and 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 if those people uh, are are not in contact with people, they, they are not in contact with people. They can, they can actually still survive, and it takes away a bit of our humanity, you know. Human relations are still very, very important. Human being, as human beings, we have not evolved to be able to live without human contact. We are fundamentally, and I'm quoting here, social animals. Uh, and 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 I think universities must not lose touch of that. We have to make sure that, uh, in an either where, our students can be glued up to electronic devices uh, and can actually survive on electronic devices, order food from Uber. It's uh, 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 that we create spaces for human beings to engage. And the Vice Chancellor's Reading Club was such a space where we will be engaged. We'll discuss ideas. We'll discuss um, uh, ideas. Um, during COVID, it was um, digital, but um, before and after, it was physical, and we were breaking bread. Why do we discuss it?
0: Exactly, and even when we talk about a, a functioning of a country and society from a crime point of view, and or from uh, human interaction, just having a human interaction will bring the aggression down.
1: Oh. I mean, we've
0: seen one of the interesting things we've we've been seeing, and uh, quite a few years ago, I was involved in a. Um, kind of mini study and and the question that was presented there was you know when you see people queuing in a shop they're generally nice to each other and they won't Mm. cut the line generally i mean there's exceptions and they won't and then when you see people driving in the streets people can cut the queue and can drive fast or can skip and we almost see that when there's an interaction of machine to machine even if it's human sitting in cars Machine-to-machine machine becomes more aggressive, less tolerant, more thinking of themselves. No. And when people are standing in a queue in a shop, they're more motivated to care for each other and, and to be respectful. How do we introduce Absolutely. that to our new generation coming up that, you know, is, you could have 5,000 friends on sa- Facebook, but you need five good friends in your classroom?
1: Well, I think it's a combination of things. Uh, the first one is we need to strengthen communities we need to strengthen communities we need to strengthen community institutions whether it is okay. churches whether it is uh, synagogues whether it is uh, it is um, book clubs that are formed in our communities we need to strengthen that and if we are not careful uh, we can we can start having and already we do we can start having uh, um, religious places which are online, you know. We right. can start having uh, clubs that are online. And and if we do that, uh, then we're going to lose um, part of ourselves as human beings. And then... uh, yeah, uh, the, the, the second thing is that uh, we need to redefine value in our society. What is valuable, you know, and uh, uh and 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 whatever is valuable we need to teach it in our schools and human interaction is very valuable and we- it needs to be taught it needs to be encouraged in our schools you know Um we need to uh uh, uh even though um we sit in classrooms um you know uh, there there has to be uh, interactions of 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 of, of kids And students uh, outside the classrooms, in the sports field, uh, in debating societies, physical debating societies, all those things are
0: extremely important. Are we invested enough in um, human connections and relationships between different communities? So within the communities, there's a lot of work done that, and as you said, Professor, needs to be done more and always uh, achieve and grow but between the different communities here in South Africa and the different cultures and groups, do we have enough of an open discussion and conversation? And if not, what can we do as the listeners, as leaders, as anybody in the society?
1: Well, uh, for me, uh, from a personal perspective, it is, uh, is the interaction between different communities uh, adequate? The answer is no. We can do more and we should do more, you know. Uh, uh, and how, uh, how do we do that? How do we do that? Uh, uh, what are the mechanisms? What are the roles of community leaders? What are the roles of, uh, of, of, of religious uh, 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 leaders? What are the roles of educators in fostering that? Uh, for us here at the University of Johannesburg, the first principle that we have, which is a complete non-negotiable, is that Everybody must be allowed to 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 to, to exercise uh, their culture. Uh, we have many different cultural organizations in uh, in our society. Uh, uh, everybody must be allowed to to exercise their their religion. You know, uh, whatever it is. You know, uh, very very important. Mm-hmm. This means that uh, when we schedule exams. We need to know big religious uh
0: days Holidays, that we events. avoid um oh. uh, uh, that
1: uh, that 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 we have to avoid you know um we we don't always get it uh perfect, but whenever it has been brought to my attention, we rectify it um, immediately without any negotiation you know so uh, uh and this actually requires leadership you know. Uh, because uh, people have all sorts of, uh, of, 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 behaviors. Uh, but we have, um we have our own, uh, university values. Just that must knowing. guide. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I have so, to say, just knowing that you are there as the le- leader of the Johannesburg University and principal and kind of looking out for the dates and caring, I think that means so much for the students that would even give them the encouragement to input even more in their studies because, you know, when your leader thinks about you, you think about your leader as well and being, creating that balance. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's, let's talk a bit about the, not because we're finished with this, because we're running out of time. Uh, we need to speak a bit about the United Nations, your role in the United Nations, how you view it and the position. Uh Let's start introducing us maybe to the united nations and the education part we all know about the political part of it and we know about the countries we don't know that much about the educational part of it
1: well uh uh, you know my my, you know i have been in education for such a long time so i'm now going to uh, an environment and a role which is a combination of three things education diplomacy and politics. Okay. So I am the UN Undersecretary General and the UN University Director. Uh, this basically yeah. means uh, I am one of the twenty-two people who report to the Secretary General, who actually run uh, a UN, ag- UN. An, a UN agent, a agency of course uh, we know about unicef uh, we know right. about unesco we know about uh, world food program you know so uh, the united nations university is just one one of, of 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 22 agencies of the of the united nations university of the united nations uh, uh, organization so uh, uh, while i sit on 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 the on the um, uh, a uh, chief executive officers uh, committee of the secretary general i also have to worry about the university that is headquartered in in um, in japan but it has um, it has uh, institutes in uh, now uh, 14 different countries wow. in all the continents in africa in ghana Uh, In, in South America, in Venezuela, in North America, in United States and Canada, in Asia, in Malaysia, China and Japan, uh, in Europe, in Finland, Germany, uh, Holland, um, Portugal, uh, Belgium, uh, and Italy. Uh, So, uh, uh, so that is um, the role which I am going to assume.
0: Wow. What is the role of, and, and the, space for the University of the UN? The university, do they educate programs yeah, specific? Uh, so- well, well the, the, the the main mission of the university is
1: to be a think tank for the United Nations and all its agencies. Wow. And uh, uh, being a think tank means that we need to do research that advances the the interests of the United Nations and the interests of the United Nations should and must and, and, and in many ways are the interests of all of us. You know, uh, the issue of peace is very, very important. Uh, the issue of sustainable development is very, very important. The issue of inclusion is, is extremely important. Um so, uh, uh, that is what, uh, the university does. But it also does training. So you can go there and do a master's degree or a PhD in one of our institutes, you know, uh, at the, uh, at the United Nations. The difference there is that, um uh, the topics that will be, will, will study at the United Nations University, they'll be designed in order to fulfill the mandate of the United Nations. Wow. Uh, uh 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 so uh, not to say that there is anything uh wrong about um learning the uh uh the, the training of a deep, uh deep learning algorithm using back propagation uh uh, uh, uh uh but we would be more interested in how does uh, uh a deep deep learning affect uh, our ability to understand uh, the global data to deal with issues of global health, for example, uh, instead of just uh, the algorithm for its own sake. So that is uh, the difference uh, uh, between the United Nations University and uh, and and, conven- and conventional university. university. And of course, the head of the United Nations University is is a politician um, uh, and a, a diplomat. And an educator at the same time.
0: Completely. Considering the work you've done here that combines a very strong correlation between data research and information and understanding the cultures together with relationships and first hand relationships and communication, when you move into the global area, into the world, when you have to deal as the UN with many different conflicts and considering that the United Nations is relying on the university for information and for data, are you going to be also going first hand out to these countries in conflict, creating institutions over there, getting connections, getting the direct information from in the um, war zones that the United Nations are dealing with?
1: And maybe uh, I would just need to check that, uh, my mother and my wife
0: and my <laughs> <laughs> yeah it always ends there eh? that's where the, everything happens at the end
1: yeah no 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 uh uh uh, uh, uh no I, you know uh, uh, it's always um we always have to uh, uh to take we we always uh, are targets targets as 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 high ranking officials of the united nations uh, but I, uh, I don't expect that I would go to a war zone, uh, certainly not personally.
0: No, I didn't mean personally. Uh, I meant as the university having, you know, in no, different absolute, countries absolute, and different places, first-hand information. No,
1: absolutely. The university must understand conflicts and must study conflicts, must understand uh, the evolution of, of, of conflicts and, and, and what is flaring uh, them up and be able to come up with strategies ultimately eliminate conflicts and wars and uh, and tensions between nations you know and what is happening now is that uh uh you tend to have of course um, Europe for the first time ever since nineteen forty five has become the global center of conflict you know right. uh, and we know we know exactly uh, what European conflicts do to human rights to lives of innocent people and so on and so forth, and we should not allow that to happen again you know uh and 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 for my 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 part as as, as the leader of the united nations university is uh, what knowledge what training do we impart on on people the uh, and governments, uh, all member states, so that uh, we avoid conflicts and ultimately eliminate them. Because if we don't eliminate them, uh, Albert Einstein was once asked, uh, what weapons are going to be used to fight the fourth, the Third World War? And he said he does not know what weapons are going to be used, but he knows that uh, Well, what weapons are going to be used to fight the fourth world war? And that will be stones and sticks. Uh, Conflict today is going to kill uh, civilization
0: as we know it. Completely. I I have to continue on that topic with you, but we do need to take a short ad break. And when we come back, I'd like to discuss another element of the education within this role that you're in. And remind us to any of the listeners, 34519 is the SMS line if you have any questions or anything. I, I mean, I'm so fascinated by this discussion. Uh, we definitely, I'm sure, the listeners as well. Or Telegram 0618951019. CHI FM 101.9 megahertz of life. 101.9 FM Chinuch with Rabbi G. We are here in a fascinating discussion with Professor Jilidzi Mawala, who is the principal and actually the vice chancellor at the uh, Johannesburg University but now we are actually talking about his position at the United Nations that he is appointed to be a rector and the head of the University of the United Nations and we've been speaking about different parts of education that are relevant to understand what is happening in the world in order to educate the world and educate people and I want to take you professor to a completely different area to the Education that I know that you're involved in, perhaps I'm wrong, and that is when it comes to remedial education. And the reason I'm bringing it in is because we've seen in different war zones and different areas conflict that they are, you know, civilization conflicts. Not, not talking necessarily about when there's an army against an army with tanks and, and weapons. I'm talking about when there's more, um, um suicide attackers or uh, conflicts regarding uh, crime and regarding uh, civilian rivals, what we see a lot of times that when we improve the education systems for kids that are remedial, when we improve the education system for kids that don't find themselves in the standard class, we can see quite shortly afterwards starting a decline within the kids because some of the kids will become more involved in these areas of conflict as they grow up because they don't really have anything else they don't really have a good education they don't really have a a way to keep their lives safe and successful and by educating them with the remedial tools they need perhaps we can save the world Uh, i know it sounds like a cliche but save the world what are your thoughts
1: well i think education is important. And I think education of the most vulnerable people is even more important uh, for some of the reasons that you have actually advanced. Uh, 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 And the question is, where do we get the resources to do that? I mean, if we talk about remedial education, and I come from one of the most uh, rural parts of South Africa, Venda, which is in the Limpopo province, Uh, If you require a remedial education in my village, you won't get it. Uh, You you will have to move. uh, And the questions that we have to ask ourselves is, why are we leaving people behind in those communities? Uh, What are the mechanisms that we need to put into place to correct that? Of course, uh, if it is a small village, Maybe that is not economical. So how do we move people from these small villages to uh, places where, uh, whether it is boarding schools, where they are going to be able to uh, receive the education that uh, they require? Here at the University of Johannesburg, uh, you can come in grade north and leave uh, after you have done your postdoctoral studies. Uh, we have a school called Funda Ujavule, uh, which starts in grade not uh, It's a primary school owned by the inspector, with all the support that you need. Uh, the last time I was there, there were um, uh, uh, three types of psychologists with PhDs who were working in the in the environment with all sorts of of, of remedial issues that needs to be dealt with. It's not it's not a special school. Uh, but, uh, uh, people are diverse even in a conventional, um, uh, school, you know, and they have diverse needs. Uh, and then, um, you can also go to a high school called UJ Metropolitan High School, which is owned by the University of Johannesburg. We have the science, uh, center at the Soweto campus where we, uh, we assist, uh, specifically Um, students who did not uh, necessarily have adequate infrastructure uh, to be able to study some of the core scientific subjects, uh, such as um, biology, um, uh, physical sciences, and biological sciences. I think the principle that we should never compromise on is that we should leave no stone unturned uh, uh, to ensure that we are as inclusive as possible and to ensure that we take as many people as possible to the front because problems of of miseducation ultimately become problems of poverty problems of conflict and problems of uh, of underdevelopment
0: of, of of the whole uh society completely so is it not our job and our obligation considering that we have the online schooling today and the data to even reach out in the with what we can to the small villages like the village you come from or the villages that the kids don't have you know, remedial and train the teachers and train awareness and uh, allow the people on ground to know the chiefs the leaders etc
1: absolutely and that's exactly what we're doing in a, in, in a village in, uh, in Vanda just recently uh, through the foundation of uh, our chancellor dr pumzile mlambongxoka Uh, going there to teach them, the teachers, the robotics. It's our techno lab that teaches robotics to young kids here at the University of Johannesburg. We have, it's not ideal. Mm -hmm. The online platforms are not ideal for kids. Ideally, the kids must actually have contact, human contact, which we have talked about. But can we Um, teach the teachers
0: with the online stuff? That's what I'm saying.
1: Exactly. Absolutely, 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 uh, 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 let's teach the teachers, let's teach the mentors, and ultimately let's let us teach the community. Because sometimes we make a mistake and think that education starts when a kid uh, enters a classroom. No. Education starts in the home. Now, if uh, the people in the home cannot read and write, uh, what is the impact of that? And how exactly. do we rectify?
0: Yeah, exactly, Professor. We do need to take our last break for today, and then we will come right back to uh, continue this amazing discussion. Hi FM, one hundred and one point nine megahertz of life. One hundred one point nine FM. Chai by G. We are at the end of a fascinating show. I'm here with Professor Chilidzi Mawala, who has uh, been appointed to be a rector at the Education of. Uh, the United Nations and lead the University of the United Nations. Craig is telling me we do have to wrap up, but I do need to comment on right before the break, uh, Professor, you spoke about the education of parents and we spoke about educations of teachers and how difficult it would be for a child that his parents don't have the education to actually break through that and how we need to reach out. Knowing that you're taking the position as the leading educator of the United Nations and probably in the world, um, I could say I, I, I'm probably going to start sleeping a bit better. Uh, but on your side, what is your message coming from South Africa, from the jo- Johannesburg University, and moving into the, uh, you know, maybe not even coming from South Africa, coming from that small village that you mentioned, until being one of the leaders of the world? What is your message as an educator to the next generation?
1: Well, I think uh, it is important that we build resilient communities uh, that have capacity to uh, collectively educate uh, uh, our our children and our students beyond the classrooms. You know, uh, they always say that uh, when a child is involved in in in, in a criminal misdemeanor. You just have to look at what the parents have done. Uh, you just have to look at the, what the community has done um, to that child, you know. And we need to correct that. Uh, the second thing that we need to, uh, to 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 take forward is nothing comes without working hard. We have to work exactly. hard. We have to in, we have to invest. We have to invest in, into infrastructure. We have to invest into human capacity to be able to educate. Uh, we have to invest in, in putting down the correct values that are going to define how things are going to be done in our communities uh, in our society and in our homes you know we have to uh, to have leaders who are exemplary uh, who lead by example our leaders must be the people
0: that we right.
1: we desire to emulate
0: unbelievable uh, words to end off the show uh, I, I don't think we could put it better and hope for uh, a better leading within the show Professor Chilidzi Mawala thank you so much for being with us today thank you for such an educating and fascinating show I really hope we will get to chat again, um, thank you it's been really, really, really special 101.9 we are ending today's show, see you next week two to three, like we do every week, learn how to uh, improve ourselves and the community and the world.